This is episode 143. Either I don't know or yes. <laughs> My favorite part of the whole bit was like, you're like, oh, is this part of your stand up or something? And then you got really invested yeah, in it. I really did. Cool. You know, like, <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, you have this problem. Hmm, okay. Actually, you know what? <laughs> it just overcame me emotionally. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's, it's the tone, tone control. Yeah, tone control. By the way. <laughs> So I I did it. I I got sick enough of my old computer and I got a new computer. So that makes one and, of us. <laughs> uh, all, all's well. No more random thunderbolt dropping errors and stuff like that. Um, it's uh, nice. Um, yeah. So that's all fun. I will get there eventually. I just still haven't had really a lot of time to to think about. That and it's things have been working fine. Actually, your incoming video looks fabulous. I must say. Well, you know, <laughs> it is it is a uh, brand new MacBook Pro. Yeah. With the uh, like, you know, whatever friggin' generation i7 and all the fancy yeah, cameras I mean, and like, microphones. It's pretty clearly 60 FPS. Um, yeah. Yeah. This computer <laughs> doesn't have trouble with anything. Yeah. Um, not that I was ever really stressing it, but you know, a 2011 computer. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like I, I was, I was watching a, I, I get random nerd crap pop up in my YouTube feed from time to time because it's like clear that I sort of care about computers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they they pulled out something. It was from like. Tw- 2008 or something like that. You know, it was like sort of old computer parts, but it was like the most ridiculous thing from that day. Oh, okay. It was this it was this crazy uh enthusiast gaming board that had two CPU sockets mm-hmm. and but it was back in the day when they were still doing that really inefficiently. It was like before oh, eight core okay. processors yeah, yeah. existed. Um, and they hooked this whole thing up, and they're like, "Let's see what we can do." And they're like, they were all like, sort of surprised, like, "Wow, this actually feels sort of like a modern computer." Like, <laughs> let's see if we can stop it, you know. And um, it took forever to load Photoshop, but uh-huh. then it ran okay, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, "Let's play 4K video on it," and they did it, and they're like, "It's playing," and like, <laughs> "Look, I can still browse the web." But huh. let's check one thing. And he leans under his desk and he's because he's got all this test equipment. So he's measuring like the power draw from the wall. <laughs> and it was like 600 watts of power. <laughs> and he's like, so considering this phone in my pocket can play 4K video on one watt, yeah. that's how far we've come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Speaking of 4K, um, my TV just broke. <laughs> yeah. It. Um, oh, no. So I had... Uh, a 1080p LG TV, 50 inch, yeah. um, and the at some point, like we we got it right after our wedding. Like all a lot of the money we got from our wedding, we used to buy a TV because we didn't really have one before. Yeah. We had like a 32 inch 720p something something, oh, wow. and it was just enough to like get by in an apartment. But then we had a bigger place. The couch was further away, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. 
So that was great. Um, it was, I think, 600 bucks or something at the time. Yeah. No smart features because it was like right when smart TVs were starting. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you kind of don't want that, kinda though. Because like, yeah. if you have an Apple TV, you're better off. You get better updates and stuff. Yeah, anyway. and it was like, it must save me two or three or $400 to get a TV that's not a smart TV at the time. So yeah. um, the only downside to it was you could see the backlight in it. So on like an mm. all white screen, you could see like the, there were like five, oh, like no. two rows of yeah. five lights or something like that. And it was only like in, in some cases you could, it would be like, Oh, look at that. You know? Yeah. And then maybe a few months ago, well, actually maybe more than that, one of the lights died and it was down in the corner and it was, it would flicker on and off occasionally, but I honestly never noticed it that it had gone out. Because mm. all the surrounding lights were keeping up just fine. So um, right. then one of the lights right in the middle started to flicker. And it wouldn't uh-huh. stop flickering. So there was like this one spot on the TV that was kind of like on, off, on, off. But not not like black. Just it wasn't. It, it was like dim, bright, dim, bright. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, it, it, that sucks. But I can tolerate it for sure. You know, mm-hmm. I can live with. If the alternative is buying a TV, then I would much rather just deal with this. So, uh, you know, a few nights ago, it was, what was a Friday night, something like that. I'm playing video games and it just, it kind of stops displaying. Sound is still coming out, hmm. um, but it's like, it's off and then it's flickering the entire picture very, very briefly off and on and off and on. Uh, and it was late and I was like, I'm just going to go to bed um, because I can't research TVs right now. <laughs> Maybe it'll just fix itself, you know, a few weeks before yeah. it had just randomly turned itself off and then it was fine. So then um wake up Saturday morning and turn it on. It's good for maybe a half an hour and then it starts up again. Uh. So we were like, well, this it's like it's literally unwatchable. You know, it's displaying screen for I don't know, a hundred milliseconds or something like that. Like very mm-hmm. short amount of time. Right. So we had to bite the bullet and go buy a TV. And yeah. that's part of the reason I haven't gotten a computer is because it, I just had to <laughs> spontaneously buy a TV. And we had we just happened to also buy, which we were planning on, buy um, like new living room furniture. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, by the way, uh, TV also. <laughs> so now I have a 4K TV because it's almost impossible to find a 1080p TV. Right. Almost. <laughs> almost. Yeah. But they, yeah, I mean, depending on which way you go with it, they're not really more expensive than what HGTVs were back back a few years ago. I got a 4K TV for cheaper than I bought my 1080p TV mm. five years ago. Well, there you go. There I go. And the real sleeper feature is that it's got four HDMIs on it. Okay. Which is pretty, like, when you, yeah, you have, you have like systems and stuff, yeah. so that's all good. Which is quite truly double what I had before. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, that was what I found. The, it's been years since I was research, researching a TV purchase, but they that's the thing that would go first when you started to drop the cost. Yeah. Was the inputs. Yeah. So that's But nice. it's still got all the stuff. So it's got four HDMIs, one of which allows you to use the TV remote to control peripherals. So I can control the Apple TV with the TV remote. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. And which is also nice. If you're in fussing with the settings, it just pauses your show. Which is kind of neat. Okay. Um, 
It's got still got the the optical out, optical audio out, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's really good. I mean, it's I'm pleasantly surprised that you know 4K is working for me, and it's I don't have a 4K Apple TV or anything. None of my peripherals are 4K capable, hmm. but because it's also 2019, it's a smart TV. So now I've got, you know, Amazon Prime Video that's got 4K content. Um, if I want to pay more for Netflix and Hulu, I can get more 4K stuff that way. It's got yeah. a built-in Chromecast. It's got AirPlay built in, like as if I didn't have an Apple TV. It's got like the AirPlay service built in. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know they could do that. I didn't either. <laughs> um, but the Chromecast thing is cool. Um, yeah. All that stuff. So it was like, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I like new gadgets and it's a very, I enjoy looking at it because I can't see the backlight problem anymore also. So, right, and then, right. <laughs> you know, honestly, the up-resing, the, the upscaling of up 1080p looks great. Yeah. Really, oh, that's cool. really good. They're filtering it pretty well. Pretty well. I got a, We got a Vizio, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what's going on here. Cool. <laughs> so. Let's kick this shit off, yeah? Yeah. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wishlist today. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, real quick before we start, um, a couple episodes ago, we we talked about, uh, we got a, like a note or, or a, a topic idea from friend of the show, Eric. And uh, it was when your brother was on, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and Eric is the guy with 11 overdrives that knows he can do it in nine or something. I can't remember. I thought but, he um, said four. Four, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Eric lives not far from here, where I am in okay. central New Hampshire. Or I guess technically Manchester still southern New Hampshire. Um, so he, he gigs around. I asked him the other day, actually, I said, are you a, are you a professional guitarist? Is, is a guitar player your job? And he said, yes. <laughs> so, and he's actually the only person I think I know right now yeah. who is a full-time musician that that is their money, income, right. job, jobby job. So I was like, yeah, dude, right on. Yeah. So anyway, he gigs around a lot um, playing, you know, uh, like not open mics, um, but like acoustic jams. This I'm saying this terribly. It's not a jam. He, he's he's the guitar player for no wait, not that at all. No, except the opposite. You know, he's like they have like singer songwriter night at a place. He's there with um a little a little band. So it's it's him, uh, a woman whose name I can't remember singing. And so then, do they back up for people? He backs up for this one woman a lot of the time. I think is what. It oh, is. I understand. Okay. You know what I mean. Okay. So yeah, yeah. he's there gigging with so and so, but like on the bill, it's only her name, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and he was playing at Pipe Dream Brewing, which is just maybe five minutes from my house, five or ten minutes. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna go. You know, it was on a Friday night, and Beth and I didn't have anything in the house for dinner, and because we planned on going to this, and I was like, let's do it. Let's go get <laughs> beer and nachos and and watch you know, this guy play guitar. Cool. So um, they had Eric was playing. His, How many overdrives did he have? None, because he was playing acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> so he had uh, he was playing his new Martin, which sounded awesome. Cool. And then um, lady whose name I can't remember and I feel bad about was singing. We really and should look this up. Right? I should really look this. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> and then uh, they had a guy uh, playing uh, a cajon, and he had some other things like a tambourine and stuff. So yeah, yeah. it was just a cool trio setup, and. They were they were tearing it up and they played a, like a few long sets so we were there kind of through sundown and into the dusk time 
and we took off. So we got to hang out for a little bit in between sets because when you play music like that, you play multiple sets. Yeah. Um, which is very intense <laughs> for, for me. But, um, <laughs> and totally yeah, so normal for people who are totally used to Totally normal for him, or... yeah. But it was great. So it was cool to meet someone from the show. And I guess it's, you know, if you're if you're from this area or something, or from, I don't want to speak for Justin, but so if you're from my area <laughs> of, you know, northern New England, I guess, give me a shout. And if you play in a band, I might come see you sometime. <laughs> well, likewise, yeah. I mean, I I don't, I, I have never discovered that somebody who listens to the show was from around here, unless it's somebody I knew before they started listening to the show. Yeah. Um, so so like, if anybody's right. listening and they're in the Midwest or near Cincinnati at all, you know, absolutely. Especially if you're you're playing music and stuff, like, like we shit, should huh? we should all <laughs> we should you know send send us a Facebook. Yeah. Let me know. So, um, right. And he pointed out, like, so I don't know Eric before the podcast. He found the show somehow. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I don't know if he remembers. Uh, he just listens every time there's a new episode. And he said, I feel like I know you. Every time? Listens <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not unusual. <laughs> That's how podcasts work. Justin. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I feel like I know you. He's like, that probably sounds really weird. I was like, no, it's not weird at all. In fact, I have the same problem when listening to other podcasts. Yeah. So, like, next week we're going to see Stuff You Should Know live. Uh-huh. And they're one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And I yeah. feel like I they know They do not know you. They <laughs> absolutely don't. But like, I know details of their lives. And much like, you know, we're, we're chit-chatting here. People know about details of our lives, which is always, like, it's a weird feeling, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just how it goes with podcasting. So don't feel weird about that, folks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm really comfortable with it. Um, I've always, I, I've actually been sort of a shy person um, in general. Like I am not that outgoing of a person and I have like forced myself to adult in several situations <laughs> where I wouldn't have, you know what I mean, as a grown up. But I have always felt more comfortable if at least everybody else knows what I'm doing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, even if I don't know anybody, I actually feel very relaxed. If everyone knows why I'm there, it's just like, oh, Well, because no one's going to be like, who, who? so who is that guy and why is he here? Yeah. You <laughs> yeah, know, there's, exactly. there's a twofold, right? There's like something about it. Yeah. So right. if somebody knew me from the podcast, be like, oh, I feel, I feel great then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know? um, but it was cool. He played great. Sounded really fun. We talked about gear and stuff for a little while. Talked about local venues and stuff, which was just... Just super fun. So, um, correct. Killer. That is that's what I've got on that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, that's always cool um, to meet people and whatnot. That was a very profound. He thing made I me just feel said. really. Um, he made me feel like our podcast is a much bigger deal than it is, <laughs> which I told him, and it made me feel like like a major celebrity for like like a half an hour, <laughs> which was great. Pretty um, cool. It's it's a weird feeling, but it's it's nice. It's yeah. good to feel appreciated. So right on. Yes. So goodness. Okay. So Derek, let's. Let, I, I gotta I gotta ask you about this because apparently this is news. But I thought TC already had a flashback X four delay. Did you? You're trolling me, aren't you? <laughs> Didn't you used to have one? I'm trying to. I did. I'm trying I did to set used to you have up. one. Okay, then. so this is the TC Electronic Flashback Two X4 what? delay. What? 
flashback two X four. Does that mean it's an eight? Uh, see, yeah, right. See, I would have called this the X four two. I think or the X four delay it the two. X eight. Well, no, wait, because well, no, 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 this no, is four buttons, is what they're four saying. Buttons. Four buttons. So it's, the, it's okay. the sequel to the to flashback X four. Well, then it should so, have been called flashback X four delay two electric boogaloo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I did have the flashback X4. Yes. So there's let's rewind. There's a flashback, <laughs> which is like a single stomp Let's box. flashback. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's a podcast I listen to that's um uh, uh uh it doesn't matter what it is, but one of the hosts <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't. One of the hosts uh has has gotten more and more into like really gnarly puns and and dad joke level <laughs> jokes nice and uh, honestly like and the other guy like gives him the serious stink every time like oh my god dude i can't believe you're doing this to me but like <laughs> uh, myself and sev- and lots of other people when at at first whenever we were prompted and now quite a bit on our own make sure we flood the facebook with <laughs> with, with indications that we do yes in fact love it and i might stop listening if they ever stopped <laughs> this podcast is great and i love the content however i do not have time in my life for this podcast if it does not contain dad jokes right. don't think i'm above it yes <laughs> i will sacrifice my own intellectual well-being to miss this podcast if it does not contain enough puns. Anyways. Anyway, so I know the guys at the Tone Jerks uh, in their Facebook group, the people are always posting dad jokes and puns. Yeah. So you guys can take that one on the house. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the flashback was a delay or is a delay pedal. Uh, it was a single stomp box size tone print pedal that TC did run when they um, introduced the flash or the um, tone print lineup. Yeah, that was one of the very first. I got one in a box over there. Yeah, so then the X4 was the expanded uh, Line 6 DL4 killer version of the flashback. So it had three preset banks and a tap tempo and then a bunch of delay sounds and a looper and like a bunch of other cool things. So the flashback 2 came out some time ago, which is just the same pedal, updated, new sounds, some new features, da-da-da. The yada yada. Yada, yada. The (laughs) X4 version did not get updated until recently. So that's what we're talking about here. All right. A few weeks ago now because we got so mixed up on our schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Um, This this pedal has zero reviews, so you could be the first. uh, Zero reviews on TC's side, yeah. Dear listener. um, It's the pedal you know. Yeah. Same form factor as before, but now it has three mash foot switches, which is uh, a new technology that TC has been putting in their pedals. This is the thing where you can pedals. like you can like vary the pressure on it, right? Yeah. So the harder you step yeah. on it, the harder you put like push and hold on it, mm-hmm. uh, the more it does whatever you set. So you can set it for um, like delay time or you're expressing. It's an expression pedal yeah. built right into the foot switch, the yeah. on-off clicky foot switch. Has anybody gotten to c- try this yet? I have not tried this one, um, but there's plenty of demos. You tried a mash, I mean. uh, I have not tried a mash pedal, but they're from what I hear, they're cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because I was very curious. I I remember the one of their little single pedals came out with the first mash switch. I I think it was a Hall of Fame Reaver was the first one to have. Okay, yeah. And Um, and it's like it's tough to know whether that would feel like something you could really express with. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be. Is it pressure sensitive or is it time? Like the longer you hold it, it does something. I thought it was pressure. It's meh. I think it's pressure. So um, it's got that. So if you want like your delay to be 
like self oscillating when you push and hold it or you push hard on it. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so it's got 10 delay sounds plus six tone print slots. It previously had only four tone print slots. It is pressure. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like they dropped two delay sounds in order to make room for two more tone print slots, which I think is smart. Yeah, because you could totally put those back on if you wanted to. Because <laughs> you totally, can install yeah. anything into it. That that was what was so cool. Like even the single pedal, I mean, you can flash to it even different parameter bounds for the knobs. Yeah. So and 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 how those knobs react. So like yeah. between like between zero percent on the knob and fifty percent on the knob, it can control like five percent of the range. You know what I mean? Right. Like Almost can, like a, a curve, like an exponential curve on the yeah. throw of the knob. Yeah. Yeah. So um it's very still very customizable. Um, there's a subdivision knob now, and it didn't have that before. Well, it had a subdivision switch. It would do quarter, dotted eighth, and quarter plus dotted eighth. Yeah. But now it's got um, 11 different subdivision tempo settings. Including a custom. And how do we do the custom? <laughs> Probably the tone print editor on desktop, I would guess. Yeah, 11 subdivisions, including a custom setting. You can uh, dial on yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm so, sure you can flash it with the tone print, but maybe, maybe another way as well. It's got a 40 second looper, which I think is interesting because I thought the old one, they never like really mentioned a time limit. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to be you could just loop forever and stack it up forever. But um, they're calling it out as 40 seconds. I didn't really use the looper on my flashback very much. So I don't know. Yeah. It's a nice feature to have if you if you need it. Um, but if you really need it, you probably have a dedicated looper. Probably. Yeah. Uh, there's two mini toggle switches on the back now that uh, switch between true and buffered bypass and then kill dry on and off. Which only works in buffered bypass. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Uh, stereo in and out, MIDI, USB, and expression input. It looks like all the same I.O. as it was before. And it's 250 That's a good price. It's a good pedal, man. For, for this I, um, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I The only reason I got rid of mine was because I needed a lot more control over delays that, that the flashback didn't offer. Yes. Yeah, and I needed a lot more, a lot more um, precise tempo control. Mm -hmm. Tempo which by I, the numbers instead of by tapping. Yes. Which I could do if I were to like MIDI something, something, but that would be yeah. more stuff. And so, but anyway, it's got all kinds of cool bells and whistles on it, man. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, so, so Aria turned four. Yeah. Uh, like yesterday, yesterday. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, got, we got your, the birthday song that you sent to her. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't know what Mary. I don't, I, I, I really hope you didn't show it to her. We did not. Mary <laughs> okay. was like, I cannot play this for her. It is terrifying. <laughs> I send it to everyone. They have one for like every name and I send it to everyone on their birthday. Cause it's so absurd. <laughs> we'll, um, we should link to one or something yeah. like that. Uh, put it in the notes just cause I, I brought it up, but yeah. Um, Anyway, Ari is very proud of herself. She did not hear hear or see the video for the birthday song. <laughs> so okay. It is truly it's, it's so. Um, it's it's uh, disturbing is a strong word, but it's it would be disturbing to my four year old. <laughs> it's inappropriate for a four year old. Yeah. Inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's pretty cool, though. Um, <laughs> so the song is the same the whole time, except the name when they shout it, right. which is like, it's so <laughs> sort great. Of like mix it in. That's <laughs> uh, something. That's really yeah. something. So, uh, yeah, good for her. Good for her. Way, good job way to go. Four. Way to go, kid. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, and on onward, the uh, are my tabs in the wrong order? No. The more tone capture GTR. What does this mean? Is it more? Well, two more, O's more? is usually the the that O sound like, like Moog. Moog. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't okay. that, doesn't that the two two next to each other for any vowel? Doesn't that usually mean it? It's like the it says the name of the vowel. Except like, I think A is the same way. Except cool and moo and oh well, it's I thought if it was like a <laughs> I don't know whatever. Maybe if it's followed by no, I was gonna say another vowel, but Moog is not that case. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, mower, moor. Anyway, you know them, you love them. They're making a thing called the tone capture, and this makes your guitar sound like other guitars pretty well. Wait, is this like a Kemper, but for like your guitar cable? Like it, like kind of. Um, so it's a little mini pedal. Which yeah. is mind blowing in the first place, considering what it's capable of doing. Um, well, yes, consider little, little what tiny... our cell phones are capable of, Derek. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a tiny little pedal, and the way it works, I, I can't really explain it other than explaining how you do it. So, okay, uh, it records your guitar. Yeah. So in their demo video, there's a guy playing a strat, and he records his strat, and the pedal listens, and it. You know, he open chords, riffs, you play it for like 60 seconds or something, and it takes a little IR, basically, a little impulse response type thing of your guitar. Okay. Then you record, you change guitars. In the, in the demo, it's a Les Paul. You so play the that, same was, thing. that was Source, and now we're right. going to play the same thing into Target. I right. see where so there's a switch the on the pedal. Thing, and then the pedal does some black magic fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> and and figures out the difference between the the source tone and the target tone, and then makes the target tone sound like the source. Right. So in the and then demo, they put a three band EQ on it just for kicks. I mean, they've got the whole face of this with pedal. A, what else are they going to put? Yeah, on there, with you know? a parametric <laughs> mid range. Yeah. Uh, so so it's um obviously <laughs> when you if you if the sound like you take a Strat and you put it in a Les Paul, the tone woods of that guitar are going to impart their sound no matter what. So it's not going to sound exactly the same, but when but you're you, but about, it's comparing like source and target. It's comparing the full sound. So right, it's taking two samples, finding out the difference between them, and then inverting making, it. Right. So I was really surprised at how good it sounded. Um, like considering how small it is, I guess. I don't know. Uh -huh. Considering that it's just like, oh yeah, we figured this out and here's how you do it. And it's like, it works and it works pretty wow. well. And I think if we're, yeah, you know, we're at this like event horizon on guitar gear, <laughs> right? The singularity. 
Right. So it's, it's so, it's so tiny and it can hold seven different sounds. And if you're not using it to sound like other instruments, it can just be a regular EQ pedal. It's, it's crazy. Huh? (laughs) So no, that won't work. I was about to say, what if you, what if you, your source is a bass and your target is a guitar? (laughs) It would do something. It would do something, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't wouldn't change change the pitch of your guitar. No, that was a stupid thing to say, Justin, for shame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's true or buffered bypass. The price is TBD, but Moore pedals okay. tend to be pretty affordable. They're like one of those, I think they're made in Japan and they're like just most of their stuff is really cheap. And I think they kind of started as like the cheap knockoff brand, but they've kind of become this like low key, actually pretty good and really affordable option. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess I don't know. We'll have more on that when it comes out. Uh, when it's available for purchase. I'm starting to see it in like my Instagram feed. So I think demos from other content creators are going to be coming soon. They make a lot of preamps. Yeah. Like digital copies of amps in a little mini pedal. It looks like to me. They make um, actually the Ocean Machine Delay and Reverb, Devin Townsend custom model pedal. Mm -hmm. They make that. Um, they do all kinds of stuff. It's it's pretty wild. There's a ton of these that are amps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and they I mean, make a can... big-ass multi-effects pedal, too. Yeah. So all <laughs> I can say is, like, I it, it's obviously not a dead ringer because it just can't be because of how guitars work fundamentally. Yeah. But nothing, nothing could do that, you know? Uh, it's really pretty interesting, and it's it's one of those things. It's like, oh, okay, I I see what you're doing there. I, I'm with you. This and then is I, I right. want to see what comes next. This is what, a nat- natural branching from the idea of the Kemper and the amp matching kind of yeah thing. I think guitar so. matching. Yeah. Well, right. Wasn't there some software that was going to do guitar matching? Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Wasn't it? it was was um, it an update for Bias or something like that? Was it Amplitude? I don't bloody know. Somebody, one of those like plugin software things was doing like, you know, oh, play your 57 Strat and like 58 Gold Top Les Paul and all these like iconic instruments. Mm -hmm. And but there was no sampling of it. You know, it was just like imparting this EQ change on your input. So I don't know. Um, I never really bothered to look into how well that would work, but. This is kind of doing it the right way. It's doing the Kemper thing where it's listening to it is the source bias. first. It's bias effects too. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and they're do, you're doing it in hardware um, on the floor. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of on the same topic for a minute. Uh, I've had more time with the HX Stomp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you decided it sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, (laughs) it's, I'm still, I said to your brother the other day, I'm still figuring out how I personally am going to be using it the most. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been hanging out in my office and I'm playing it through my desktop speakers and doing all the demos for the podcast with it. And it's, it sounds incredible. It's so, it really picks up, it picks up way beyond where bias leaves off. Yeah, that's good. It's a totally different game. And We've talked a lot about how it's not going to sound like an amp in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's because it was never intended, blah, blah, blah. 
but it truly does sound like a recorded guitar. Yeah. Which is the, that's the target. That's what we're after. And I, I honestly think that, that for the most part, that's what modeling has always been. It's just that, like, that droplet of insight was not necessarily present in everybody's head when they were playing these models. I think it, it was also never really marketed that way before. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's true. I mean, even though these models do have, like, like the models that I work with, the thing I play with even, I, I more than the EQ knobs on the amp, I play with the impulse response that's on the end of it, basically the cab, yeah. which includes a microphone or microphones, yeah. plural. Um, so that's always the biggest change as I'm cycling through settings on this thing. So, you know, it should have what should have been obvious just seemed to have gone unsaid, sort of. Yeah, like it, maybe it was, maybe people thought it was common knowledge or something, but it's not. It's it's really. Yeah, to say it doesn't sound like an amp in the room, it's not even yeah. fair because that's never what we meant to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's, an like ins- a- it's an instructive thought, though. You know, it's an instructive. Yeah. It's very instructive to hear that and like reframe the way you're thinking about amps. Right, and, I think and for listening to recorded guitar, it sounds wicked. Just yeah. the friggin' best. And then when you go play live with a sound of a high quality studio recorded guitar, mm-hmm. guess what? <laughs> it sounds great and that that's what matters you know yeah so yeah i mean i mentioned this before but i am going to be doing all the pedal demos and stuff for the podcast using hx stomp so from now on everything you hear is going to be that and i was previously using bias mm-hmm. but i think the it, it might not come across in the podcast but as far as feel goes they feel way more amp like and way more I don't know. It's just it, far more real. It feels like my amp is in an ISO cab somewhere. Yeah. You know? I've I've always liked working with um like hardware DSP for that mm-hmm. better than software for some reason. Like even even sort of exact copies of the same thing. Like I know the code should be the same. Um I wonder mm-hmm. if it's like a latency thing or there's there's just the feel of something a little differently because I can treat it like a real amp. You know, right. It, it it maybe it's a little placebo-y. Process it before it hits the computer is a placebo. Yeah, could be. Well, no, could I mean, be. as far as like how you as a guitar player feel about it, I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I'm looking at it. Is like yeah. the, the box on the floor is making the sound, which I'm used to feeling. Yeah, yeah. As Instead you know, as far as I feel like the, yeah. So um anyway, my I made a little tone control patch, which is a very simple uh fender deluxe. It's a pedal platform. Sound, pedal platform thing. I think there's yeah. maybe a compressor on the front very lightly, but not really. Um, and then I have, I can either run the pedal I'm trying right into the front of that or into an effects loop right. of that amp and, you know, go from there. So it's wild. It's, it's truly great. Five stars. Actually, we just got added to one of those emo shows for Halloween. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking... This is the chance for me to take it as my rig. Yeah. Because I'm not going to, if we're going to be playing rock songs that don't use any effects, that it's just like a distortion sound. Uh-huh. And, and even if I did need a couple effects, it would do it. Yeah. I could, this is my chance to try and go front of house. Because you know it's going to be a well produced show and there will be a good front of house for you. Is that a venue that is capable? Uh, yeah. It depends on the sound guy that night, of course. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not it's willing possible. to go out on a limb on that one, huh, Derek? It's tough. I, it's so I saw tough. you flinch there. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's interesting though. It's in the back of my mind. Like, hmm, I could really get a righteous tone and just mm-hmm. literally bring this tiny little pedal board and this tiny and just a guitar and be off yeah. to the races. So I don't know. I think we'll if see. you're gonna, I think if you're gonna do that, you're gonna want. Well, I think if you're gonna want to do that consistently, you're gonna want in ears. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. I've looked into that a lot lately, actually, because that's that would be. Now, now it almost doesn't matter, right? Because you know they're going to have no trouble making it sound right up front. It's whether they right, can get the I'm monitors it right. Sound right, really. Yeah, and and so it sounds great. They don't have to do anything. So, but the trouble is going to be if the monitors aren't right. You know, that's where your amp always saved you in the past. So if you right. have in ears, yeah, it's all good. It's all that's gravy, the, baby. That's the thing. I mean, Matt, our singer, uses in ears. He's got custom molded ones and stuff. Um, Kurt, our drummer, has like some off the shelf. In ears, mm-hmm. um, they're like Shore two fifteens, I think. Sure, <sighs> get it. So I mean, the <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did I really say that? Yeah. <laughs> what a dill hole! <laughs> I didn't even hear it come out of my mouth. That's really something. So it's. I well, like that's fine. Yeah, those are only like those. Those might only be like 120 bucks or something like that. The shores, not, not yeah, the tri- you, like, you need the body pack, but I mean the actual earphones. I mean that's so not that big. So get a deal. this, Matt's going wired. He's he doesn't have a wireless okay. rig cuz he's Well, he's also he, tied to things, right? He's he, standing up there and singing. He plays instruments though. Plays piano as well. So yeah. he's got a little mixer on his piano that mm. he can like get a like basically make his own little level mix. Very yeah. very um kind of rudimentary mix but it's It's all you need yeah um but now he got new molds and they're like he was using some off-the-shelf ones and he got new molds so now they're also pretty much noise canceling because they just fit perfectly in Mm -hmm. the ear canal so it has something i've looked into and even to get something with like two drivers is still like many hundreds of dollars so yeah for the for the full kit um with the I know, uh, at least with the sure ones, that you're you can buy them uh, in pieces. You can yep. a- add yep. the components you want. So, but anyway, yeah, wired would save a lot of cost. It would. It would. Um, yeah, Matt's you just got have it, like, more wires dangling off of you. Is is all? He's got it zip tied to his instrument cable. That's like a whole, and and it's got like a barrel connector oh, okay. that connects his headphone to the other end of. So the, he's only ever got one cable. Right. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Problem solved. It's a, it's a cool set. I haven't actually run through how it works with him, but I've seen it a bunch, obviously. It's it's very organized. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would really be the ultimate rig is, is going in-ears with, with a modeling thing. Right, right. So, anyway, that's well, that. Well, we'll see. I'm sure we'll talk about that on the show if it comes to pass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, do you want to talk about some pedals? I do. It's been a minute, huh? All right. Yeah. Let's fire off the machine. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with flex at just $19.95 a month. 
try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Hey. Good for you guys. Justin doesn't have headphones on yet. He ran away. He's back. What? Is it done already? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I had to. I was going to try to put my together. All good, dude. I can talk about mine first while you get that going. Sure. Now I had yours ages and ages ago. That's what I thought. I couldn't yeah. even remember. Yeah. This okay. is a. So this is going to be a repeat pedal. It was uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> I, okay. I remember truly yeah. liking it. That's what I thought. So um, it's the Catalan bread Adeneco. And uh, this is funny. I was just talking to Eric at the brewery at his gig. He was like, so tell me about the timeline. You know, is it, yes. is it really all it's cracked up to be? You know, what, and just like, is it worth, is it worth it? Right. Uh, to which I would say, absolutely. It's a great, great, great sounding pedal. It's really easy to use. Um, the downside we've jokingly said is that you don't get to go delay pedal shopping anymore because <laughs> you have all of them, you know, you just, it's, it can do so many things. Right. I'm probably really only using like 50% of it and I'm, I'm having a ball. So, however, the Adeneco is so far the only delay pedal I've tried that my timeline cannot recreate. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, it is very specific. It is extremely specific. So it's, uh, it's an Adeneco. I guess to call it a delay is a little generous. It, it, I know it's less just semantics, but it feels like an echo pedal to me more than a delay pedal if you're thinking about traditional guitar pedals. I would have said that the difference in those between those words is how you're using it. Sure, yeah. You know, so, sorry, I'm tuning a guitar at the same time. I don't know if it's coming over the microphone or not, but I guess sure if it is. is, I'm gonna acknowledge it because I'm talking <laughs> while I'm doing it, so I can't mute it. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like a delay, like a slap is a delay. Yes. Uh, whereas if it was something longer, if it's, if it's something rhythmic in the song, you could call that an echo if you wanted to, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so let's, I'm just going to read you this thing. It's an oil can <laughs> delay unit. Yeah. And and this, like what oil can? The hell does that mean? Yes, the artwork looks a little old oil canny, but it's pretty much how early delay and echo units worked was with, an, with a spinning drum that right. required and, oil. Right, and there's... there's <laughs> Well, there's and the oil is smeared on the surface of it too, so it does something with the. I, I think the oil was involved somehow in the conductivity of it, wasn't so it? So it says they employed an electrostatic storage method where the sig signal is quote recorded to a spinning disc, uh, a layer of oil, for years rumored to be carcinogenic, <laughs> uh, a layer of oil prevented this signal from leaking into the air before a pickup moments later uh, would would play back the signal. So it's kind of like, um, okay. like that's how plate reverb works, right? Like um, it's got a source and then a microphone way far away. 
Well, it's a it's a transducer. It's not a microphone, but yeah. Okay. Okay. The, but but so, essentially, there's something. But but it, it's mechanical in that in that's in in a um, yes. So I'm equating it to like the sound enters at at point A. Yeah. And instead of moving across a room, it's moving across this. Yeah. This. But disc I think in this case, in it's it's not mechanical movement. It's electrical signal that's being. Oh, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. Well, it's recorded onto a spinning disc, though, on these old original ones. Right, but I think it's some kind of electromagnetic thing that's yeah. that's being uh, imparted electros- to this disc, and then read, and then essentially measured okay. back off of the disc. Electrostatic storage method, they called it. So yeah, I don't. I mean, um, I don't really know how it works. I don't even I don't know either. if it looks like a barrel or a drum or more of a disc or maybe like a I, tuna can. I was sort of expecting right, yeah. maybe it's like a tuna can and it's turning and we're reading it off like the outside edge kind of thing. No so clue. it's almost like a very short loop of tape, but it's actually a metal can with oil on it. Right. So compared <laughs> to something like tape, drum, or other delays, the oil delay is way lower fidelity. It's way um, murky. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing it's got... how much soupy is the perfect word for it, <laughs> considering yeah, we're like, talking about something that is covered in oil. It's like thick, and there's a knob on here called viscosity, and that's really mm-hmm. just what you have to call it. It's this weird, like, murky depths kind of sound, but it's not a wow yeah. and flutter thing on a tape delay. Right. So this also has... Um, a reverb control on it, which really adds to the the weirdness. So the the it's it doesn't work like other delay pedals. Yeah. So I've got reverb, viscosity, timing, balance, and blend controls. <laughs> and it's like one of those is the time, one of those is the repeats. The blend is the blend of um, delay to reverb. So you can pull the reverb out if you want. Um, yeah, it's really bizarre it doesn't really sound like anything it sounds like your signal is being like broken apart and then reassembled later and it's missing a few pieces but it's not a digital thing you know yeah it's, it's not like a digital recreation it's like this weird trippy um a few a few bits of tone leaked out along the way <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah yeah. So it's um it's very cool. And like I said, I don't think I mean I'm sure Timeline could do it with the help of some other pedals. Uh it's just really with a it's click. It's the specific of this. way that it's dirtying it up. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Strymon does not have an oil can product. So it's really weird. It's a lot of fun. And I could see having this pedal and a regular delay pedal, whether it be Timeline or even like a DD7 or whatever, just mm-hmm. a regular thing, and they would absolutely not like cross contaminate, you know, there there would not be a lot of overlap in what they're capable of doing. Yeah, I remember it's feeling filthy. like I could use it in the way in sort of the same context that I would also use a very effecty reverb, like a spooky, spooky kind of reverb, but it's a delay. So it is; it's its own animal. Definitely. So uh, the oil can delay units were manufactured by a company named Telray which later became Morley. So a lot of us oh, know right. Morley. Yeah, so that's that. Um, here's my demo. <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Cool, cool thing, cool artwork. Runs on 18 volts. 
up to 18 volts, I should say. Oh, nine, I was nine running to it at nine. Okay. Yeah, and I mean it's it's noisy, so it doesn't hurt anything to have 18 volts in it. But you know these these are all like hair splitting things. But oh, look at this! A majority of original oil can units had a fixed rotation speed, and a fixed delay time. Yeah, and a fixed vibrato time. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, you'd have to make a pedal, more complicated thing for, for it yeah, to do something Yeah, so the pedal, right? like, obviously doesn't absolutely recreate that. It lets you operate it like a normal guitar pedal. Um, the viscosity control says, To really appreciate this control, it is helpful to understand how the original units function mechanically. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Imagine slowly rotating a metallic disc inside of a paint can. This disc holds, quote, holds an electrostatic charge from a static record brush head, quotes, uh, until it is later picked up by one or two of the playback heads. Hmm. I don't think I understand this any better than in I did order before. to prevent this charge from leaking into the air. It is sealed in by using a mysterious oil. What do they mean, <laughs> leaking into the air? Okay, so if it's static. <laughs> Is it's this static, like I guess it discharges? This is like right? it's it's like rubbing your feet on the carpet. Your guitar is rubbing its feet on your carpet, and then you're trying not to touch a doorknob until it's time to until, let the delay come back. To, until it's time to you know yeah accidentally shock your dog's nose. Right on, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> All you, winter in my house, it's like snap. Oh, sorry, bud. <laughs> oh man, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. This is a very long way of saying viscosity knob controls the modulation depth. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, buddy. It's a good it's a good one. Very cool. Yeah. Good job, Catalan Bread. Catalan Bread makes great stuff. They do. I ha- I don't I can't remember not liking Catalan Bread pedal. Even the thing that was Discman but backwards was like yeah, still yeah. kind of fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Even though it was it was just just a wackadoo friggin' thing. I was just, I said to Eric the other day, their um, Dirty Little Secret remains to be one of my favorite distortion yep. pedals. Yeah, I very, still, very that's sound. still, that demo of that pedal still is in heavy rotation, as I recall. You probably, yeah. Actually, I haven't done it in a bunch of episodes. I used to use it a lot more. I probably will, I probably will think oh, of it Oh, shit, look at you with the Analog Man Prince of Tone, Justin. Yeah, so <laughs> Justin got, a, are we on to the next pedal now? Justin I got a Prince of Tone. What? So in my Helix 2.8 firmware update, uh-huh. there is a Prince of Tone. Oh, boy. Well, this <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This looks like a typical overdrive. Um, yeah, so, okay, with it, With ahead. one extra switch, right? It, it, this, so this is the Prince of Tone, uh, Amaze by Analog Man. Why does it say Amaze by Analog Man on it? Anyway, whatever. This is the Analog Man Prince of Tone. 148. That's what I was looking for. It costs $148. That's cheap. If you can get them, yeah. Does this guy make any money? What's the deal with this guy? So did he start just modding pedals? Because it seems that way. And then he has this like super web 1.0 website. Yes. Um, Um, So I don't know if how he got started, but the King of Tone is one of the coveted uh overdrives you know it's it's one of those shrouded in lore like the clone it's up there and the prince of tone so so let me back up the king of tone has two drive circuits in it okay the and they're the same they're the same setting and you can style them to be differently and then they stack together okay 
Prince of Tone is just one of those circuits. Right on. Okay. Same exact thing. It's just only. So half yeah, the it's pedal. your typical uh, volume distortion tone. It has a three-way switch for overdrive, boost, and distortion. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so it makes perfect sense to me. It doesn't really need to be explained. I guess I'll play it here in a moment, but it's. Um, yeah, it's funny. So his little blurb here it says these have been mostly available on Wednesday afternoons Eastern <laughs> Standard Time and are lasting at least a few days, if not more. Soon they will be readily available, so please don't <laughs> buy one to resell on eBay. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you can put one in your cart, we have them in stock and we'll ship yours usually the next business day. <laughs> oh, I have one in my cart. They're available now. They are currently available. Um, I mean, he's not trying to be a millionaire if he's selling his pedals for 140. All right, so let me turn on my amp here and see. So yeah, I'll, I'll go. Normal overdrive, just OD mode, is the standard king of tone sound. All right, well let's start there. I'll kick it on. Oh, this is okay. So yeah, let me let me do the typical. So volume up, distortion down, tone kind of up, tone in the middle. Yeah. So it's good. I'm playing it into a clean tone, so I should really... I think that's kind of maybe where... Well, depends if you want to use it in Tube Screamer style or not. Well, that's um, what I'm it, saying, right? If it's a Tube Screamer, so shouldn't I... Uh, it, I don't think it's I don't think it's supposed to be a Tube Screamer. Oh, really? It just looks like one? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so would the Tube Screamer not be the overdrive mode on it? I don't know. Um, okay, so yeah, overdrive mode. Um, let's crank up the distortion on it. So sloppy, pedally sounding. This sounds like I expect it to. Mm-hmm. What does boost sound like? Uh, so again, the cleans are. See, I like that a lot. Better, yeah. This likes the amp more. So this is what the distortion setting on this pedal sounds like in front of that plexi amp. (laughs) It's actually really loud and fuzzy. I don't oh, know how, this. how interesting okay, this so is, but for yeah, it's just that it's like one of those pedals that's really sought after for some reason. Yeah, it's it's much of much like vintage tube screamers and clons, and maybe mm-hmm. not as much as the clon, but it, it's kind of becoming that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a huge deal when it got added to Helix. Well, that's so, that's pretty cool. I mean, i I can feel that it sounds cool. Um, it's not. It's not something that's. Um, I don't think that these this this guitar is right for Maybe. the way I'm trying to use it. I'm trying to kind of use it like a tube screamer, and it's not like this guitar just doesn't want to do that very well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of these amps. Uh, so I don't know, but it it seems it seems cool. I I dig the boost and distortion settings more yeah. than the overdrive setting. 
for what it's worth. But yeah, okay. So Analog well, Man been around a long time. Um, it's actually down in Connecticut near my parents where I grew yeah. up. Um, but yeah, it's it's got a lot of pedals that are. Oh, if you go look at the King of Tone page, it's very Web 1.0. His whole website is like, if you oh, just so go to his dot is, com, it's like it's like pretty rough. I think it is Tube Screamerish, but it's been. I think it's lately, not lately, but I, I think in doing so, it kind of deviated from there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of supposed to be like a like a Tube Screamer. Yes, and yeah, it's Tube Screamer <laughs> format. Yeah, it's um. You know, he. I actually emailed him about when when oh, I was trying to repair that right? hot, chili, hot chili tubester. Yeah, he didn't want to touch it. Mm. <laughs> he did not or. want that gig. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wisely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Thanks, Pedal Genie. You guys are. Cool. Yeah, that was a pretty weird pedal demo. That's okay. That's fine. Whatever. But that's what it's, this segment's about. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should quit doing this. I I feel I feel weird whenever I do this plugging in because I don't feel like I get a very good demo of the thing. Uh, something you like this do a little both. Yeah, when when there's um when there's a lot of settings, when it's a modulation pedal or something, I can like go, oh, listen to this, and then this, and then this, mm-hmm. and that's a better demo of that. When it's a distortion, a better demo would be a friggin' riff. But right. I don't. Finding, I never. You know, I don't have that in my head right now. It's not going to happen. So right, it'd be a riff, and it'd be also maybe finding the amp model and maybe switching your guitar to really show it. Yeah, if you have the time. Right. Um, yeah. So okay. Oh my my demo. I played my blue telly. Yes, my my HH telly. So yeah, I, uh, we have a show tomorrow night. Oh, and nice. We're, uh, believe it or not, this is like a big deal, but I don't know this band a lot, really, so I'm not super emotionally attached to this. Um, we're opening for the singer of The Spill Canvas. I don't know that band either. So, right. Um, they were like, they were a pretty heavy hitter in like the mid-2000s emo okay. era. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, certainly, you know, they're one of those bands that you mention and people go, oh, right, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not as big as a Jimmy World, would you would say, but... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're up there. They're they're a known thing. So the singer of that band is doing like a solo acoustic tour. Cool. And it's coming through town. So we got pulled into open with a few other bands. So that's tomorrow. Uh, and I'm thinking it's time. I'm gonna I'm gonna play my last Paul. <gasps> it feels like this would be a <laughs> it's good, time. It'd be a good gig to try that at. So I I set it up for E flat not that long ago. Um, which is a tough commitment to make, but I did. And <laughs> <laughs> I brought it to practice and stuff. So it sounds good and it's I'm getting used to it being it's very heavy. So mm-hmm. we have a half hour set, so I figure it's a good, you know, no, it's a short, short yeah. shorty boy, and it's right here in town. So yeah. What do you well, say? One more one more thing? Yeah, let's do let's do a one more thing. And and then one more thing that you all cheer. It's a phone, <laughs> an iPod, <laughs> and a mobile browser, or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're understanding me. <laughs> that was a great moment. Yeah. I said to Beth not too long ago, like, our, our lives are totally divided into before and after the iPhone. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. anyway, 
Um, this is a little bit before and after the iPhone. Uh, remember the revival drive? I sure do. Origin I sure do. That that big boy, that, <laughs> that big, big heavy boy sucker. that I had yeah. here, and I was like, what the actual <laughs> fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> well, uh... You can rest easy now, I guess. A little easier version came out called the Revival Drive Compact. Yeah, all right. Uh, It looks like they've surfaced the most important stuff and cut the sides off. (laughs) Yeah, right. There's only one foot switch, yeah. Yep. So the Revival Drive, it was like... um, This is that bad boy where on that pedal YouTube channel where those guys are really pro, it took them like a full hour and a half to like fully work (laughs) their way through what the fuck this thing was and like why it was important and actually worthwhile because it's like, it's like an amp in a box, except it's almost like a Kemper in a box. It's not trying to sound like a certain amp. It's trying to, to be all, not all. It's trying to to be be parts of amps that you can then piece together and adjust as an amp in the box pedal. And it's doing it all in analog as well. Yeah, so it's wildly expensive. Um, but the Compact is a little bit cheaper at only $385. Yeah. So the thing that uh, I did, I guess I didn't really think about when we talked about the Origin, or sorry, about the Revival Drive previously, is that, um, and I, I learned this from watching their demo, this can be used into a flat response power amp. Yeah, no, we, we made that clear at the time. I, I guess I didn't really, that didn't sink in with me okay. very well at the yeah. time. Because um, there's an option for it. So is this one always like that or? Uh, no, it, it has the option as well. Okay. So you can set it that way. Um, so this feels to me like it is for, I said this on Twitter, on our Tone Control Twitter page the other day. Um, this is amp modeling and pedal board based rigs for yep. people who don't want to get into Helix and software things like Fractal and Kemper and stuff like yeah. that. So, I think I think this would strongly benefit from it being an actual guitar power amp, though, and not like I don't think this so fully models the situation that you can just put it into like a clean power amp, like that Seymour Duncan thing. You, you know, like a solid it, state power amp. Like I think you, I think you will want it to be like a tube power amp that's made sure. for guitars. Like like Mesa makes some that are just power amps, but they are yes. They are like guitar-y, yeah, they're guitar-y things, so they will respond like a guitar amp. I think this needs that, because it's really just the pre part of the situation. So it just occurred to me that like, oh, it's this other avenue of amp modeling that we're not talking about, which is like hardware amp modeling that is not analog amp modeling. Not digital, yeah. Yes. Um, So they showed it into that Seymour Duncan power stage, whatever it is, but it's got all, all these insane controls over. Yeah, Are they really type. the pedal board one? Yeah, the little one, the little square one. Oh, okay. It sounded really good. Well, you know, maybe they, maybe it's good. I don't know. I don't so it. it can sound like a whole bunch of different styles of amp. They're not going like, oh, this is your Plexi, this is your GTM forty five sound, this is your AC thirty yeah. sound. It's like, oh, if you wanted to sound AC thirty like, as in chimey with the negative feedback or right. no negative feedback, whatever it has. Yeah, whichever of those things it is. <laughs> yeah, it can do that. Uh, and it's just a lighter version of that um, revival drive. Right, so the original was sort of, th- this is literally just like the the gold half of it, It's right? one half, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, the other one had kind of like a Brit side and American side. Like one of, one of the demarcations in amp topology is like, 
the Fender Mesa kind of way of doing things versus the um, Vox and Marshall Orange. Yeah. yeah, this this sort of business over on the other side, and there's something about the topology that's sort of a fundamental so, demarcation. And then there's other little things that you can change and adjust to make at them the what they original, are. Looking at the original, the silver side says silicon rectifier. Yeah. The gold side says valve rectifier. That means tube for our American right, friends. Right, right. Yeah. So there you go, I guess. I mean, that's, yeah. it's the orange side. So, um, the, the, so the, the, the middle is, is the orange side. The, the, well, they have what? it has orange. Uh, the, sorry, the middle. What did I say? The compact. Oh, the compact. Um, it well, has orange knobs. It doesn't say valve or anything on it. So um, maybe it's just a stylistic choice. I don't know. Yeah. But like, it's it's crazy how like what this thing can do is so interesting to me, and what it's for is so interesting. It has to a me. learning curve. You really yeah. need to know. Like randomly flicking switches, um, you know, it's not really going to get you where you want to be. You're not going to fully and explore the pedal that way. You really yeah. aren't. You know, you, by accident, you just can't do it. Um, so you could stumble onto a tone. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I think you would click it on, and it's it's not a distortion pedal. Like it's not an overdrive pedal. It's just uh, a tube amp tone pedal. You know. Yeah. It it can distort, but yes. it's different. It's not. Yeah. It's not a. Uh, we're, we're really. We're stumbling through this pretty we're bad. Ill-equipped. Um, I know we say this a lot. Um, it's in the show notes, and there's like a video and stuff on the site. Please watch it if you're not familiar with the revival drive or the origin effects stuff, because they obviously can explain it way better than we can. And you just have to listen to it. It sounds incredible, and it's so it's so in depth. Yeah. The, the revival and the compact. Yeah, they're they're doing a lot. They're doing a lot with it. So they've got a wild says, um, power supply in it. Um, so that it behaves. Can, it doesn't. So it doesn't have like gnarly power requirements. You know, it's right. it's doing its own job to filter everything properly. You know, it's a it's a class A amp stage. It has a phase inverter and the amp stage like the. Um, all the, the business, like like an amp, what ha- the push-pull stuff, like this is the mm-hmm. stuff that isn't in any of these amp-in-a-box pedals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, variable negative feedback. That was one of the things that was in a knob. Right. Um, and that's the negative feedback is what turns up on amps as, as the presence knob um, and uh, changes okay. a lot about the character of the power stage. It's actually it's part of the power stage, not the tone stack. And I half get it. Um, <laughs> but it it is it's you know feeding something back into the signal in order to like control some of the like runaway high end or something that can happen yeah. in amps sometimes. And like AC thirties notoriously do or don't have it, and I can never remember which. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I only know it's doing something to the high end. So when you turn the presence up, it things become sort of sharper. And but it's not really like a very high high control. It's not not really, even though it sort of sounds like that at first glance. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, all, all, yeah. But the, all all the pedal is like the the nicest way you could ever build a pedal. You know, it's yeah. super high current, very nice parts. Um, the switching is silent. I'm going down their list. Ultra high input impedance. You know. The, um. It. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's an amplifier in a box, not like a. I want to sound like a Marshall amp yeah. in a box pedal. Yeah. So it's um, it's the bias effects of pedals, as I think what we said about it the first time around, and it's buffered bypass only because yeah. the the sort of stuff that's going on in here would just so wildly change everything if you ever turned it off. So it, I think, though, the buffer in this thing has got to be oh yeah. out of control. You can't, <laughs> you can't touch it. You can't touch so it. So good, you'll slap your mama. <laughs> I'm trying I, to say that more. I feel I like it's fun. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a nice capstone to our little business here. I feel like it's heavy. Does it look heavy to you? Oh, it's heavy as fuck. Are you kidding me? The other oh, yeah, one weighed like right. seven pounds. So the little guy weighs 1.3 pounds. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that is 620 grams. Is it? Did you just type that into Google? Is that why you read it to us in pounds? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What's the other one? The big one. 1,200 grams. It's like it's pretty double, much double. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2.64 pounds. Big boy. Okay. <laughs> it's a very um it's an adult pedal. You know, it's a mature, <laughs> it's a mature drive pedal, a mature amp pedal. Okay. And it has a parallel one other thing that we did not mention, it has a uh, parallel dry path. The whole time, all the time, if you want. Right there on a knob. You can That's fade weird. this pedal yeah. in and out. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, and these are the clowns that put 1176s in guitar pedals <laughs> with, like, the transformers in them and everything, so they also weigh six pounds and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. cool, man. Any, anything, el- anything else new that we want to put in this episode before we close that um, I also, I just want to say that you just mentioned clown and <laughs> I heard somewhere that like the, the, the line, who is this clown is grossly underused because it addresses a few things, right? Like one, this guy's a clown, yeah, but he's not even a clown worth knowing. <laughs> <laughs> who is this clown? <laughs> is this part of the stand-up routine that you're workshopping i have you know i, I one time thought like <laughs> if i if i ever did that this is a joke i would put in there <laughs> you know that that's one of them and the other one is just your classic stand-up case where you just go up and tell a story about something that annoys you and people are prepared to laugh at whatever so they just laugh at it yeah my thing is when people at the grocery store uh comment on what i'm buying Oh, does that happen oh, to you? Man. Yeah, I hate that so much. I hate it so bad. Are you in the aisle? I'm, I'm super uh, sorry, no. interested all of a sudden. Are you in the aisle when this happens? At, no, at the register. At the register. Uh, so the checkout, like they're scanning the you. The scanning or bag and or bagging. Oh, wow. They go, they go, oh, man, these are good. Or like, oh, oh I've been wanting to try these. It's just please do not. I, oh, do God, not I, talk to me right not now. Even, no, it's not even don't talk to me. It's just like I'm not like mentally equipped to talk to you <laughs> about what I'm buying and why. Yeah, I, have, I saw a commercial for it. Want to try, no. I have gotten that one time. Like, is this good? And <laughs> now that's yeah. that kind of takes it to a new level, doesn't it? Is this good? And I'm sitting there like money in hand buying the fucking thing. Like right, there's people behind you. Either this is not the- there are two fucking <laughs> possibilities here, dude. 
either I don't know or yes. <laughs> That's it. You don't yeah. have to ask that question. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm realizing now that that's a pretty weird thing to say, but you understand what I mean. Like that is. Oh yeah. Well, that's see. This is your stand-up routine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just realized I'm on your team, man. I you you said it, and I thought, well, that's an odd situation. And then I remembered that did happen to me one time, and I it's, thought it just makes me so uncomfortable. I was gobsmacked by it. I could not speak to the like. I I, I didn't have it. I didn't have words. It's just like every now and then, like, okay, there's a handful of people at our store that will do it. Many, most won't. Um, but if I get stuck with the person that does it, yeah. it's like, oh, boy, please just let me get out of here. The grocery store, much like the DMV, is not a place anyone wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. So my goal when going <laughs> to the my grocery daughter. store. <laughs> More on that after the break. My, my goal at the grocery store is to get to not be in the grocery store, right? Like I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. The job is to end this situation. <laughs> right. I want to get out of there. I want to go back home. I want to not be doing this. It's an errand. It's a chore. I hate it. It's But it's necessary so like everyone deals with it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to sit there and chit-chat with you about my choice in yogurt. <laughs> you know? Yep. Or Or just the, oh, wow, these look good. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm buying them. Get out of my face. <laughs> Are these good? <laughs> you idiot. And, and then I had a third joke that I was like, if I ever did stand up, this would be a joke for it. And I can't remember what it is anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Derek. You should leave that in. That, that, that's the joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, my daughter loves being at the grocery store, and I, I I believe it is sufficiently explained by the fact that they have free fruit for kids. Well, our stores just got that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. spreading. I think it's yeah. spreading around the world. I think it's cool. It's a good thing. You don't want your kid to be pissed off about being in the grocery store. No. Because they might have to be in there for a little while, and they yeah. might have to sit in a cart. Or right, and it's be like, if they're not you... sitting in the cart, they better be not doing something stupid. So <laughs> how do you ensure that? Banana. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah, that's about the size of it. Like, comment, and subscribe. Except on my groceries. <laughs> to all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening, and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.